Welcome to the Winging It Travel podcast with me, James Hammond. Every Monday, I'll be joined by guests to talk about their travel stories, travel tips, backpacking advice, and so much more. Right now, I'm taking the podcast on the road traveling with me. So tune in every week for short form episodes detailing all my travels alongside my Monday guest episode. Are you a backpacker, gap year student, or simply someone who loves to travel? Then this is the podcast for you, designed to inspire you to travel. There'll be stories to tell, tips to share, and experiences to inspire. Welcome to the show. Hello, and welcome to this week's new episode. And this is the first one into the USA of the road trip. So carry on from day 65, which was the previous episode going from Compabella Island into Maine. And we're going to do days 66... 67, 68, 69, and 70. And what this is going to cover is the Acadia National Park, Portland and Conway, the Cancamagas Highway, Manchester, Salem, and Boston. So that's going to be today's episode. And this is a lot of stuff to pack in today, so I'm looking forward to this one. So carrying on from last time, as you may have heard, we left Canada after about eight weeks and drove into Maine. The idea for this day was to get over the border, first of all. That took about half an hour to check the car, no dramas, and get down to Acadia National Park, which was about a two-hour drive from there. And we're hopefully going to drive into Bar Harbour, check it out for oh, a sunset, I'd say, get Discovery National Pass for the parks in USA, and then camp at Walmart, which is in Ellsworth. First off, to our drive was very, very interesting in terms of exactly the same, same type of roads, but you're in miles this time, not in kilometres. That's the only difference I could really say. And another thing is you see a heck of a lot of flags here in USA. Flag after flag on the road. So you know what country you're in. You're not going to forget that. That's probably the one thing that I noticed the most, but all in all, pretty safe and easy journey. We parked in Bar Harbour and this was a busy little place. Managed to find some parking for about $4 an hour. So it's not cheap, but it is right in town. And on the way, we actually stopped at a Discovery Centre, Visitor Centre type thing, into Acadia National Park, which actually didn't sell the Parks Passport USA. And they told us to go back into town tomorrow because it's closed. So essentially, you have to go into Bar Harbour. I'll come to that in a second. Anyway, went down to the waterfront, checked out the town, and it's got that classic Acadian feel. Colourful houses, quite old, lovely waterfront. Views are sensational. You can walk along there as well. They do great crab and seafood here if you're into that. Quite a few breweries hanging about. And we went to one called Atlantic Brewing Company. And got a local brew down us. But all in all, this is a very touristy but lovely little town to check out, have a coffee, check out some independent shops. And also have a little waterfront to walk down towards. All in all, love the vibe. And there's a weird quirk in Acadia National Park that's worth mentioning. You need a parks pass. This is either a day pass for National Park or you can get the parks pass for all the national parks in USA for a year for $80. And that will enable you to get around the towns effectively. I was worried that if you didn't have a pass, you can't go into Bar Harbour and stuff like this. But the major settlements are outside of the zone that you need a pass. So when you get a pass, you'll see like 
pass pass needed and you have to sort of show that and go through so we managed to get into town fairly easily and hang about then we had a 45 minute drive to Aldsworth, getting pretty dark at this point and we're going to stay at another walmart now for my research walmarts in canada are pretty much a yes but usa not so much so so you have to check on overlander the site which is a free app that tells you where you can stay anywhere in the world actually and they have little icons on there that depict free nights but not all walmarts are free so you need to double check the walmart you're going to go to uh, a good sign of the rvs parking there but some say no i think it depends on the town they're in with the rules not necessarily much the manager or the store owner so go and check those out but this one was a yes went there fairly noisy but not horrendous but enough for me to go i don't want to stay there the night after next day is acadia national park so we drove right back into bar harbor there we went to the visitor center and got this parks pass this is 80 dollars for the year every national park in usa and other parks as well and sites and historical sites and that is a great value because it gets you the car and the people in it so one-off fee for me and emma the whole year brilliant we also had some admin to do first of all because we want to get a sim card and also get some wi-fi to check out what the go is so i went to flexit caf this is an ellsworth for a coffee and an unreal bagel cream cheese absolutely top notch filled of it sometimes people just like put a little bit in but these guys really filled it in and this bagel was like was like half fried it was just unreal so flexit cafe in ellsworth check those guys out walk down the road to verizon now verizon are one of the three i'd say main carriers in usa if you want to get a sim card so verizon at&t and t-mobile we looked online done some research most people go verizon if they're traveling for a month or so so we went with those guys went into the shop and we got a 60 dollar sim card with unlimited data the caveat to this is there's only five gigabytes worth of hotspot data at 5g i was thinking before this oh great we'll get just one sim card and one number or hotspot all the time happy days there's actually only five gigabytes of high speed hotspot data in that which is a bit shit but it'll do it's better than paying twice for each other's phone so we've got 60 dollars worth and that's unlimited data mostly works across the usa some black holes got that done easy peasy got the pass we're good to go so the main thing to do in acadia national park is the park loop road it's a one-way system lots of different things alongside of it that you can get out and check out so we drove along that and the first thing we went to is sand beach this was a cracking day as well we're talking 25 26 degrees heaving with people it was a weekend as well got out sand beach brilliant little beach that is you can set up not much shade going on but warm water calm water lovely little bits of sand here and there real nice to hang out in and then we went to jordan pond it's actually i would say a lake but it's called jordan pond and they have a tea house there you can go for lunch and we went for lunch there not sure what to have but what we saw on there was called a popover scone now for me that is a scone in uk terms put jam and cream on that happy days this was not this is more like a yorkshire pudding and we ordered that with soup 
and the Yorkshire pudding came with jam and cream. That was a little bit weird, but it tasted unbelievable. So we had that for lunch, then we walked around the lake, which took about an hour and a half. I don't think we really meant to do that, but great views along the lake, but a lot of walking. So we walked off that popover. Um, as I said before, the Walmart was a bit noisy. I wasn't keen on it. Last second, we actually went. To, we actually drove to the Walmart to get the Wi-Fi and a bit of signal because the park wasn't great for that. And we saw a campsite called Paul Bunyan Campsite in Bangor. It's probably about 40 minutes away from there. Their office was closing at five. I rang them up at two minutes to five. A geezer answered, said, yep, yeah, you can have this campsite. It costs... $41 a night for a patch of grass next to a sort of bench and all the amenities like swimming pool, toilets, restrooms, showers, everything you can imagine. Uh, I'm now leaving, this is what the guy said, but there'll be an envelope on the door as you get there. So we booked that in very quickly, paid for it, got to the campsite, got our envelope and parked up for the night. This campsite is huge and they've got great showers. There's a swimming pool, as I said, you can use and it's quite close to Bangor unfortunately quite a lot of mosquitoes i think it's still quite warm at this point and the car was just so so warm it was one of those nights where i was worrying about i wasn't going to sleep because it's just stifling in the car however we survived the night and it got quite cool in the evening next morning we're actually going to go to portland and conway and conway is going to be in new hampshire so we're going from maine to new hampshire and portland is a port city i think it's the biggest one in maine and one of the major hubs uh, got lots of activity going there, lots of caps, lots of gigs, Commonwealth type stuff, and also a port. So we drove there, parked up, and had some ideas of coffee shops. First one we went to was Bard Coffee, pretty much in the central of Portland. You can park for, I think it's about $2 an hour here. There's a couple of apps you can get, pay online, and this one was about $2 an hour. But Bard Coffee was brilliant, great interior. Great coffee, very popular with people on the laptops and very trendy looking. Then we walked into the CBD and next up was the kind of the historic port side, if you like. So we walked down there, great vibe, lots of flags, got that sea air blowing in the wind, really nice feel about it. Then we went to another cafe called Speckled Axe and this place coffee, oh my God, it's just so good. In a proper cup, interesting the way they have brewed their coffee because they claim to roast their coffee in barrels of wood a bit like wine if you like so i was intrigued by the taste but my word sensational then we walked all the way down to the port side walked along the front really enjoyed that loved to see air and then got back to the car to drive to conway lots of flags on the way standard and the idea was just to get to conway find somewhere to stay have dinner and sleep the night now this is where we start to get a bit of problems with staying at free places like walmart so on the app on iOverlander, there's a couple of places in Conway. So we're into New Hampshire now, and you're going to find each state has different rules. On the app, there's a few places. There's Lowe's, which is like a big furniture store, closes at nine. So if you need a toilet, that's your cutoff point. Walmart closes at 11, but Walmart has no overnight camping signs, even though we saw a few camping people out there. So I'm not sure what the goers there. We felt uneasy. You can easily get moved on by police in the middle of the night. If you go on to the Iverlander, you'll see that people say, oh, woken up at 2am by a policeman told to move. That can happen. And that was quite busy. And we weren't sure about it. So we went to a supermarket called Shores. Very quiet supermarket. It's a bit more upmarket, if you like. No one there. 
So we weren't sure what to do. So we rang Shaw's customer service office for that store. And she basically said on the phone, I don't know what you're talking about. We don't mind people staying, but the town doesn't like it either. So I'm telling you, officially, it's a no, but we don't mind. So, like, oh. so we kind of got told it's all right, but we don't want to know about it. So effectively, what we worked out is that the Conway, the town, don't like it, but Shores don't mind it. We risked it. We stayed the night, quiet as, no dramas, and there was one other camper that turned up about 11 p.m. So Shores in sort of New Hampshire, New England area, do let people stay, but it is really based on where they are. This is a patron shout-out to Laura from the Swamp Soup Stickers, who has contributed £5 to the podcast on my Patreon. Thank you so much for your support. Really appreciate it, and it helps the podcast to keep going in the future. If you're interested, head to the show notes where you'll find a link to my Patreon. The website address is patreon.com forward slash travel podcast. For five English pounds, you will receive some trendy stickers from myself in the post, a shout out on each episode, and also my digital travel planner by email. Thank you for your support. So day 68, Kankamagas Highway, Manchester and Salem. So Kankamagas Highway, you pop that in Google, you're probably going to find photos of that highway in the fall or autumn depending on where you say it because they have all the colours and you drive through about 30 to 35 miles about 40 minutes of unreal scenery we weren't sure what it's going to be like because we're kind of at the cusp of summer to autumn so we got up early got over to the Kangamagas Highway and started driving it first of all the fall colours weren't really there they're starting to turn but not fully there so it's still summer colours but still unbelievable day blue skies mountain views, greenery everywhere. It really was a great drive. And you know, people take their time here to get out, to take photos of different stops to stop at. It really is worth it. And I kind of think in the fall and the winter, that would be sensational and it's got to be done as well. Stopped off at a load of points. And then we got down to a place called Manchester, which for us is a bit of a hub. It's not that big, but it's where people are sort of tending to go in New Hampshire. And we went to a coffee roasters there. They're called Hometown Coffee Roasters. Great aircon, a fantastically big space to have your coffee and great coffee. And in New Hampshire, when you're driving through these towns or villages, really, they're the classic town that you see on the movies. Everyone's got their own bit of land, the classic veranda on the building where they have their house, the flags outside, all set back, all very clean, very green, very chilled and like independent shops it really is a cool place to see and when you go from Conway through to Lincoln and down to Manchester you'll cross a lot of these places so that's the kind of feel we're going for here and to finish this day we're making our way down to Massachusetts to Salem so another new state and the idea was to camp there because one it's fairly close to Boston and you can get a train in two the campsite looked great and three Salem's fairly famous for Halloween so I thought we're going to check it out so the campsite in question is called Winter Island on as you can imagine a little island it's got an unbelievable view of the harbour and the road across which has got all these huge houses on there it's a real comfortable place to stay with amazing views gonna cost you about 36 dollars 75 a night if you don't need electric the problem we had is we booked a tent site which is on a hill and they're not allowed to park on the grass of the hill i'm like ah but we'll sleep in our car so the owner sort of 
created a space for us at the back on the big field where you can drive onto. And he said, oh, you can stay here. It's comfortable, shaded. And for the few nights, it should be fairly comfortable for you guys. And if you need anything, you can come to the office. So he said, yep, that's fine. So we parked around the back and he said, oh, just beware. In a few days' time, there's a big group coming there. You're checking out at that point. There's going to be a big group that might start arriving early. So just to let you know. So yep, no problems. And it really was comfortable. The sea breeze is needed. Unfortunately, where we camped, it was blocked by the trees a little bit. But it was just about cool enough for a night. And we just had a cup of tea and looked out over the views of the harbour. Day 69, Boston day trip. This was kind of not on our list, but we thought, you know, we're going to go for it. Why not? So we had an early brekkie and coffee at a place called Gulu Gulu Cafe, which is bang in town of Salem. It's about a 35 minute walk from the campsite to there. And again, another great bagel and cream cheese with coffee. Then we walked down about five, 10 minutes to the train station. Now from Salem, it's about half an hour train right in to the middle of Boston at North Station. You can also park at the Salem train station. It's about four dollars for a whole day on a weekend so that's good value and when you board the train to boston yeah 30 minutes the guy comes around and takes the money off you for the ticket you can't buy tickets at the train station and it's a 16 dollar return from there and real easy straight into north station which is in the middle of boston and this was a classic sightseeing day in boston we're going to do the freedom trail the italian area the old state house the boston common check out some Great cafes. So the first cafe we checked out was in the Italian area. And it's Cafe Vittoria. And if you watch The Sopranos and how they speak, it is an area of those guys. Slick back hair, sort of American Italian accent. But also they speak Italian and have those Italian cafes, a proper cup. And they speak Italian and American sort of accent. It's quite funny. Oh, unreal coffee here. This is a proper coffee. I think they might sell Lavazza actually and enjoy the atmosphere. Then we went down to a place called the Green Dragon Pub. Apparently this is the headquarters of the revolution. So that's quite cool to see. You can go in there, have a drink and have some food if you want to. Then a lovely little walk down Commonwealth Avenue to Back Bay area, which has got like a more newer part of Boston with malls, cafes and just the general areas a bit more upmarket. And that was a place where we had lunch at a local pizza joint. I don't even know the name of it. We just walked around and thought, oh, it goes down, sort of underground, little pizza joint, had a pizza. Oh, dreamy. Then we walked around in the malls and in the museum areas, saw everything. It was a whole day. The Boston Common is great as well. That's a nice little park to hang out in. Lots of people getting lunch there. And Boston, I love the feel, love the place. Lots to see, lots to do. A mix between old and modern. Tours galore if you want to do some of them. You can walk for ages. You can get the metro system. So all in all, I thought it was a fantastic day out. We got the metro back to North Station and then got the train back to Salem. Lots of great coffee, food, science, museums, parks, history. The whole lot, Boston. You've got to check that out. A serious amount of walking this day. And to finish this episode, we're going to finish on a day trip in Salem so we decided to do Boston then Salem and then go to Providence in Rhode Island so that'll be the next podcast episode Salem on a Saturday is a no-go way too busy and it's not even Halloween yet people getting dressed up it's a tourist place for Americans because they love that sort of witchy type stuff so anyway we walked in 
couldn't get a coffee at Gulu Gulu because it's too packed. So we had to walk around town and we saw things like the old witch trials buildings, the grave sites, the graveyards, and just watched people just go around in these ridiculous costumes. We went to Lulu's Bakery for a coffee and cake. That was brilliant as well. That's kind of a bit outside of the main town and easy to sit in. There's not too much going on there. Love the coffee there. And sort of like at the post lunchtime of 2pm, we did manage to get into Gulu's for a bagel. And it is, it is worth the wait, but on a weekend, maybe not. I just want to go to Salem on a weekend. Definitely not. Then we walked along the pier, some craft shops, sort of sites. A stiflingly hot day, very muggy, wasn't very comfortable walking around. A lot of walking again, not much breeze going on. So we kind of got to Front Street Coffee House just for aircon. The coffee was okay, it's in a paper cup, classic, more of a punk vibe, this place. Uh, that is in town. But yeah, everyone was getting dressed up. And I've heard one of the baristas say that right now is too busy, but times it by 10 for Halloween. And I think he said, I need to get out of here. <laughs> so obviously it gets too busy. So all in all, Salem is quite small. It is worth checking out for a day, but I'll go midweek. And if you love your Halloween stuff, right with street. It's got witch trial stuff there. Very old, that's in the 1600s. So you're into that. You can do a tour and go and see the houses, but it will cost you to get into those places. And it's right by the water, so it's quite nice to walk around. And we thoroughly enjoyed Salem, even though it's too busy. So that sums up today's episode. The first one in USA. And we finished by saying that it was cool to get into USA. I think we kind of built this up. We're like, oh, where are we going to go? Like, There's so many options. Where do we start? But this part of the trip was easy because we knew we are going to be in New England. And we're going down this east coast. And we knew roughly... Where we're going to go, so it's going to be like, as out to Boston there, Salem, down to Rhode Island, Connecticut, could even pop into New York and Washington DC. I think we had that rough plan, but after that was a bit of unknown. So at this point, we're loving life, doing day trips, lots to see and do, and it's great to get into America at this point. So next episode, we're going to crack on into some more states, so Rhode Island, Connecticut and New York, which is going to be a very exciting episode. And yeah, great to be there. So that will finish today's episode. Thanks for tuning in. Let me know what you think. I'm in the comments. Get in contact on Instagram or email. And I'll catch you for the next episode. Cheers. Hey, yeah. Just a quick one. I just want to say there are many ways to support this podcast. You can buy me a coffee and help support the podcast with $5. Or you can go to my merch store with the affiliate link with TeePublic, where there's plenty of merch available to buy, such as T-shirts, jumpers, hoodies, and also some children's clothing. Thirdly, which is free, you can also rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, or Good Pods. Also, you can find me on social media on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Simply just search for Winging It Travel Podcast, and you'll find me displaying all my social media content for traveling, podcasts, and other stuff. Thank you.